right, villains. Take your shoes off, have a seat, make yourselves comfortable. Welcome to Villainous Cinema. I am your host, Evan Landon. Beyond all that, I watched a killing joke. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Alan Tyson. Alan, say hello. Hello. Before we get started, we want to first tell everyone that we are a listener-supported show, supported by people just like you, anyone looking to advertise or underwrite with WGOT, only need email us at villainouscinema at gmail.com, or the WGOT page. Or, if you feel like supporting oh, us no. non-monetarily, like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or SoundCloud, follow us on Tumblr, or Twitter, at, villain, at Cinema Villain. Also, all of our shows are available for download on iTunes or Google Play. Now we got that out of the way. Alan, have anything to do for Gainesville? Well, uh, Fest is coming up next month. It's always a good time if you want to go and watch some great metal and punk shows. Um, there's going to be a new monthly wrestling show. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, the first one was at Cowboys last night, September 3rd. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a kind of a the perfect uh, venue. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> um, I'm a rompy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's um, that's yeah. No, it was very cool. That's I actually, actually I actually went there last night and it was a really cool show. Um, Wrestling. Yeah. Really. Yeah, they had uh, people from from Lucha Underground there. Really. Yes. Dude, yes. why didn't you tell me about this? I figured you'd be sleeping. You were working. Yeah, you were working. But, uh, uh, let's see, and as always, there are your favorite weekly comedy shows and music open mics that you can hit on uh, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I will fill in the blanks at the end. Um, and anything else, we'll catch up on. But I really want to get to The Killing Joke, because <laughs> it was, it, it was, there's there's a lot to be said about it. We got a lot to say about it. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. awesome. Uh, uh, we are joined by Dutch Kelly. Hello. Dutch, how you been? Been well, been well. How been are the well? Georgettes? How are, how are they? <laughs> Have they been well? Been well. <laughs> <laughs> well. Reminds me of a joke. Have they been in the well? Right, right, anyway. Uh, and also, let's uh, not forget our second guest, Tristan Harvey. Tristan? What up? It's lit. Right. Uh, I think you guys are like the most reoccurring people on this podcast. Uh, I know Tristan I has... Uh, I think you guys could actually be co-hosts if you wanted to. Well, I know Tristan has graced us uh, at least three times now. Well, um, thrice. Would yeah, thrice. <laughs> but he's also he's also our producer, well, so that's a good three, thing. Guess, I'm very glad uh, we do have a producer that helps us out a lot, because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. True. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the first podcast I've ever done. Oh. Breaking, break, we got a, ver- no, it's a big we have friends. virgin it's blood. It's the birth of Dex okay. Kelly. The birth, <laughs> the Two new co hosts and a first time. <coughs> <co-host, laughs> I mean, well, either way, uh, Dutch, would you like to do stand up comedy or is that like something that you uh, like to? I've thought about it before. <laughs> I, um, you know, I think like it's kind of like a despair-driven and inducing thing for... Yeah, you're not wrong. For people. <laughs> people. <laughs> you're not wrong. Which, which is why I don't do it. Makes me want to laugh. Yeah, that's why I don't do it. Um, 
Where oh. do we start with the killing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I mean, let, let's start with the. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, actually say something about. Um, Ah, I forgot. Okay, well, I do. We start with the killing joke. I mean, I say, I say, we start at the beginning. Yeah, throw it out. I think we should start at the beginning. Which I was very confused about. Um, I didn't like the storytelling was very well done. The characters were very cool. Okay, it gave you a little bit of a look into Batgirl. You know, more of a, an idea of who she is and why she's there I and what she's that. doing. I love that. But I did not understand why they felt like they needed to shoehorn this whole cops and robbers kind of story in front of an amazing a story that standalone is completely amazing. You know, like they could have just done the the Killing Joke original story and people would have loved it because they don't know why. Batman in the first place is going in to talk to him at Arkham. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, well, uh, and, yeah, well, well, we'll get into that when we get to it. Um, but yeah, the Joker's pretty much absent from the whole first act of that. Film. Yeah, absolutely. It's about the Joker. It's about the Joker. There, yeah. um, I, I'm, I am, uh, like, if it, if they were doing two, like, if that was just a, an episode of Batman the Animated Series be an amazing episode. It would be one of the best episodes they had ever written. Agreed. Uh, but shoehorn, shoehorn it on to the killing joke, it just doesn't make any sense. And then you have this forced sex scene between Batgirl and Batman, which was awkward at best. Um, and, it, like... Like I said, I liked the arc. I liked the the bad guy. The main villain was very awesome in that little storyline. The dude was incredibly talented, incredibly the, powerful. Uh, no. no, no, he was just a, was a new well, guy. I don't think he was. Don't you think that, that um, those minor characters contrasted? They contrasted Joker. They made Joker seem all the more because this is what Batman deals with usually. This is his bread and butter. This is his the putties for his Power Rangers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, bam! Here's. Well, it, 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 I, I feel like it actually was like they were leading up to the Joker with that character who was so insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the I, But I just feel like it was unnecessary. Well, plus his dealings with the criminal underworld led to him becoming the Joker. That's not who the Joker was. Like, yeah, okay. Granted, but it, like it almost seemed like they were trying to be like, hey, what if this guy's the Joker? What if that's his backstory instead of what the Joker remembers? Yeah. You know what I mean, and uh, it was it was too much. It was too much. That's all I can really say about it. I thought that adding that in the beginning was a good thing, in my opinion, because if they had drug out that story for the length of the film, without that, I feel like parts of uh, the Killing Joke story could have been drawn out a little too much. As great as the story original story is, uh, I think. They did it really good justice fitting it into the second half of the film. And then adding that in the beginning made it a feature length without dragging out the story. And like George was saying, you know, it kind of set up, okay, this is how Batman and Batgirl dealt with criminals and this is where their point of contention was. They had sex and then they, she stopped being Batgirl and now she's just going back to being Barbara Gordon again. And then the killing joke happens. Yeah. And it's just like, it makes it that much more tragic um, what happens to Batgirl. And it also kind of hits home more with Batman. You know, I mean, 
now he's so intimately connected to her because they had sex. So I just, I didn't feel like it was forced. But I can see what you're Not saying. To I don't, but yeah, when I look up great. killing joke on Wikipedia, it gives me the band killing joke, which I have no idea hmm? who this is. Well, I just went to the, I just went to the IMDb, but uh, no, uh, I see what you're saying. It it did give another layer to the to the relationship, which which I can't appreciate. But uh, I just feel like it wasn't necessary to the story. Like uh, alone, the killing maybe maybe they were trying to fill an hour and a half, and they and they just needed that to fill it up. Or you know, like it it does compliment it does explain why Batman is so dead to rights on the mission mm-hmm. for the Joker this time around. But if you read the comic, he what what the Joker did to Barbara Gordon was already terrible enough for him to do that. Mm-hmm. Like in the comics and the animated series, Barbara Gordon was more like a little sister than, you know, a, a It's true. You know what I mean? It's true. Like a romantic peer. Yeah. Kind of young. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say it. (laughs) I want to say half his age. A little bit of a jailbait situation. I'm gonna go a little bit over and say a little less than half. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, it it would be like Tim Drake sleeping with Poison Ivy. Who wouldn't want to fuck Batman? (laughs) (laughs) No, don't get me wrong. I want to have sex with Batman. That would be fun. Can I wear the cowl while he does it? But I mean, (laughs) but like, you can wear a towel. It's still one of those things. Like I said, it'd be like Tim Drake having sex with Poison Ivy. Right. Just a little bit creepy, yeah. you know. They did sexualize Batgirl a lot. Yeah, and I felt like that. I, a even the, didn't really appreciate it, like, but it's not like I didn't really appreciate it. it. It was more I didn't feel like that was necessary either. Fair enough. Uh, but I feel like the bad guy doing it was a little was a good turn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because A, they're saying, hey, this is wrong. You shouldn't sexualize characters like this. But B, they are also, it gave her a better, it gave Batman a reason to say, you're too close to this case and I don't want you on it exactly. anymore. Wow. Uh, the case. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the killing joke, Evan? Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, th- th- I'm just, yeah. Um, well, okay, I gotta say, I gotta say, I've read, well, I, 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 say I read it because Alan has read this like he multiple, knows, multiple times knows this story yeah like I've skimmed through it like if you ask me about Such Watchmen a mistake. ask me about Watchmen <laughs> or Transmetropolitan either one I'm on it yeah like, I get so what this. do you think about Watchmen don't sidetrack him do not sidetrack him please continue it's his first podcast guys. I was totally yeah. just kidding it's my first one um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Uh, killing joke. All right. So, I was. I do. I loved it. I absolutely. I absolutely loved it because, uh, like, the thing. Uh, all right. So, I love the animated series. I thought the animated series mm. was probably one of the best uh, TV shows when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, and and I watch it frequently. Yeah. And uh, almost, almost. Uh, religiously, mm. like uh, uh, at certain points, um, when when I heard Kevin Conroy, like like doing the voice of Batman, it really rang true because it wasn't like it's like do you do you ever like do you ever get get those things on like the internet 
when like when they're like, "Who's your favorite Batman?" Yeah. You know, and they show you a picture of the Batman suits. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know which is my favorite Batman suit, and then and then you're like, "Well, which is the actor playing?" And blah blah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they never show the animated series, in which case that's Kevin Conroy to me. Well, and uh, Batman to me is Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the and, same and, with the Joker. The same thing with Joker, yeah. yeah. So, to, to Mark Hamill, for anybody who doesn't know. Right. Yeah. Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker. He's a Jedi and a psychopath. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool there. He also but. played the trickster on The Flash. Yeah. I thought he did a very, very great job. Yeah. But not sidetrack him. I don't know. He also played Cockknocker in uh, James Bond Mob. I mean, it's the same same character. Yeah, essentially. But... Um, but it's a play off of being a villain uh, that the Joker is. Yeah. And um, you know, and, and it's it's also a play off of how good of a voice actor Mark Hamill. Is. Yeah, absolutely. Which Mark Hamill, if you're listening, we would love to talk to you, have you on the podcast. We love you. We could even be the Joker the whole time. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to do that. Not gonna ask I you can't. Do that. But uh, oh, oh, also at the same point too. Um, on uh, uh, w- w- uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, Batman um, thing uh, uh, storylines is Under the Red Hood. Yeah. And Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are sorely missed on that one. Yes, they are. And that's one of my favorite ones. And but Jensen Ackles kills it. Yeah. Also, Jensen Ackles and Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plugs. Sorry. Um, Sorry. But anyway, uh, like, uh, um, yeah, I, I, dude, I thought I thought the story was compelling. It uh, it works. Like it just works. The yeah. Whole, the whole entire thing just works. The animation was like this perfect blend between like detailed and stylized, you know. Yeah, well, it was very reminiscent of the animated series animation. Style. You know what I thought about it? But they still took it to the next level. Like yeah, I thought, yeah. Very, I thought that like detailed. it almost like it almost carried on this almost uh, comic type appeal mm-hmm. to where like you were like looking at issues. Yeah. Well, interesting fact about the comic book. Um, it's uh, it's what's his name? Tim Burton's favorite comic book. Really? Yeah. Because it because it's so easy to read. It, the panels are set out just absolutely perfectly. They flow together, you know, and and that's what I, I feel like they captured that very well in the animation style. It just there was nothing really shaky, or it didn't seem like something was out of place, you know. It, it was it flowed very well. The uh, wait, Tim Burton said that about the uh, the film. No, I'm saying that about the film. Oh. But Tim Burton said that it said about the book it, about that the, the book. panels were very well put together, yeah. and he was right. It, it, it's very easy to read. Absolutely. Well, I, I, but what you're saying about the film too <clears throat> is that what it detracts from is the graphic novel itself. In which case, you're throwing the Batgirl Batman scenario, the sex scene. No, 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 no. no I'm saying even that flowed together very. Like the animation style just flowed very well throughout the whole film. Regardless if I liked the storyline in the half beginning, it still looked amazing. I mean, like, but, 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 but was that part of the... Well, it just, it, it reminded me of the graphic novel because, you know, the panels are set out so perfectly for reading. Does Batman screw the show? No, she doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so that's something that they add. So the yeah. Batman-Batgirl sex scene is something they added to yeah. the film that works. I think, I mean, I can see why they did it. I can see why they did it. 
Okay. I can see why they did it. Cool. He just doesn't like it. Yeah. I'm not knocking it. I'm oh. just I'm just not He's not knocking it. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not, you know, saying it was terrible. I just don't really like it that much. Really? I thought it was I thought But it was like I said, it still looked I thought, amazing. I thought it was very compelling. Well, like I said, I like the story uh, arc, well, I like the villains, I like everybody played. Two is that what it does is move the story along. Yeah, no, and that's why I'm saying I can see why they did it. <laughs> that's why I can see why they did it, you know. Like, it, it, I can, it's an understandable situation. Tristan, what do you think? I mean, about, like, the whole Batman, Batgirl getting it on. Uh, I touched on it earlier, I think. I mean... Not to say I liked it in the sense of I'm glad I, there was a sex scene in the story, <laughs> but I, I liked it in context of also the Also put it in the rated yeah. R category. As I said, I Absolutely, really, it solidified it. It yeah. makes the, her being paralyzed, spoiler alert, um, hit spoiler home with no Batman so much harder than it would have if that didn't happen. Yeah. You know? Right. And it also, like Alan was saying, I liked what he said, it was, I didn't think about that until he said that, but... They did over-sexualize Batgirl in the beginning, but they really touched on the fact that, like, it's not okay, you know? Yeah. And, like, it, that makes the Joker doing what he did to her even more... A shooting her in the even wrong. more when you get to that second act. I well... Just, I thought it was very well put together. Then again... I thought it was, too. Me, I've not read the story. I've read about it. I've read the plot synopsis a long time ago when I heard about this film. And, uh... So I'm not... I don't have that huge attachment to that original story. So yeah. I, as... By itself, I just... I love the whole thing. I yeah. Not to get off topic there, but... I just thought it was very well put together. It was a great film by itself. Um, even if you've never seen the animated series, read the comics, you're not even that familiar with Batman or yeah, the Joker. Yeah, just watch it. Just seriously watch it. It's it's great if you haven't. Um, sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> That's another thing. Like besides, like like the animated series is most people's like go to go to for Batman. And it's like besides being the first like you know introduction into the that you know yeah. yeah i guess except for maybe like adam west <laughs> <laughs> it's it is like that that well know, for for our generation it is like many people's introduction right. to that man. Adam west. exactly and so and that was adam like something west. really cool like it's you know it's here we are 20 years later and now it's like whoa wait it's like he just said gd or like that guy just got hit in the head you know like it was just like it was really adult and it was yeah. kind of cool to see a really adult batman well we graduated yeah. with it that scene yeah. where they're on the boat and that guy's like, it's the boss, and then he just gets shot yeah, right in the right. head, and it's yeah. just, I mean, Whoa. you see the blood, you see the whole thing, you're just like, wow. Well, it's nothing it like It kind of shocks you. It's like the first scene I mean, in the in the film where you're just like, whoa, this is rated R. Yeah, this yeah exactly. This is not Absolutely. my childhood. This is like, this has grown with me, you know, and that's, exactly. I think that's great. This yeah. is what would actually happen in Batman. I just think that's so great. <laughs> this is what Batman actually went through. All right, so... After the whole Batman, Batgirl getting it on scene, um, you're stuck on that. <laughs> what? No, it's like the first three issues. If this was a, com- whatever. If this was a comic book issue, it'd be the first three issues, and then you'd be like into the next three. Like that would be like half the story. What this uh, this whole entire film goes around. I mean, him shooting her in the uterus, like, and being like, okay, Batman's baby's dead. Like that's like a huge thing to her. And he also captures Commissioner Gordon at the same time. Um, also at the same time, too, he is going... He bought a, uh, a, a, a 
theme park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fun yeah. theme park. Uh, in which case, he turns the roller coaster ride that sends Commissioner Gordon into uh, peril, buys a shitload of uh, uh, big screen TVs to, like, go to <laughs> and then does a musical number. So Joker is awesome in those. I mean, no, right, it, Mark Hamill's probably. I think this one cap- this one really captured who the Joker was through th- uh, theatricality and insanity. You know, <laughs> like not many people have like anybody who really loves Batman has read this comic and who really loves comics and has loved them for a long time has read this comic. It's very very popular. But for people who haven't then they just think the Joker is some guy who goes out and blows something up and then gets caught by Batman and then breaks out again, you know? And he's laughing while he does it. No, 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 the Joker is this level of crazy. You know what I mean? He sends invitations to Batman to catch him because that's what he wants. You know, his life doesn't have meaning without that fight. It's not not like the uh, Jared Leto Joker who sends uh, dead animals to his... Co-stars, <laughs> and uh, and then and then just like completely. Oh, let's not amateur. Oh, but yeah, also, let's just not. Let's just not. It's like it's like the, uh, uh, what I uh, uh, capitulate from the last podcast too that you said about Jared Leto is that he's uh, almost like he's harnessing the uh, the Cesar Romero from the Adam West one. In a too. way, in a way. Mark um, Hamill is probably the best Joker. No, I. Well, honestly, like you said about the Batman memes with the choose your favorite Batman in this show, like the actors right. or the suits, they do the same thing with the Joker. Really? Yeah, and every time I just comment, I'm sorry, but Mark Hamill isn't on this list. Mm-hmm. You know. Say the same shit about uh, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Oh. So. Was the Arkham series Joker on there? That's that's Mark Hamill, dude. <laughs> uh, that's Mark. Yeah. Only for the first one. No, he did the second one too. Right. Do, do you like play video games? No. I watch. I watch cartoons too. No. I watch. Um, no, I mean like the Batman. Well, something else I wanted to touch on. Do you, do, um, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait. Dutch. Wait. Uh, can I call you Dutch. Can I, call you, can I call you by your first name? Um. <laughs> do you do you uh have have you seen any of the uh, television series or any of the movies? I I definitely grew up watching the animated series, and I'm pretty sure I saw most of them. Um. I saw a couple of the cartoons that came on after that, like the, the movies, you know, like um, Mask of the Phantasm. Great, great movie. Oh. Is that Mark? That's Mark Hamill. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, so most of the animated series is like your favorites. Besides the movies, yeah. Oh. Um, never, I don't think I've ever read a, an actual comic. No. no, I mean, uh, like from TV shows and film. Oh, definitely. But it, I definitely, I definitely appreciated the Joker. In the Arkham series of video games, but the, th- the thing is about this cartoon is like I'd never seen any insight into who the Joker was before he was the Joker at all. I thought the point was that he didn't have a past, you know. In fact, they well, and that was all a part of the comic book actually. Well, and yeah, one no, thing they left it up, it. one thing they left it up on the comic book was you didn't know if it was a delusion or if it was an actual memory. Oh, right. wow. And another and another key difference, there's a couple of key differences between the movie and the, and the comic book. Um, one was... The in movie, the, like, signified that that was the past. Yeah. Okay. Um, but also, in the comic book, the 
the comic alluded to the Joker raping Barbara Gordon while he was there. So it alluded that, to that in the, in the a movie. little bit. It wasn't as heavy handed as it was in the comic. Well, there was penetration in the movie, but it was Batman. <laughs> No, no, it's not true. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that was that was something that was different. That was that's something that was different, and there was actually a lot of outrage over it. A lot of people were pissed off about that they would do something so evil with uh, the Joker in 1988. Really? Yeah. Um, but uh, also, stories that old. Yeah. Wow. Story as old as. Um. So, but also the third difference was uh, at the end of it when uh, Batman, when the Joker tells Batman that joke, um, you don't know if it's Batman or the Joker who's laughing, and Batman's hands are closer to the the Joker's throat, and more of a strangulation. So it's either, you know, you don't know if the Batman kills the Joker at the end of this graphic novel, or... He's just laughing and kind of, ha, 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 okay, time for you to go back to jail, you know. And that's something that was very different at the end, and something that I almost didn't really like. You know? I was like, I kind of liked it when they left it up as a toss-up, if this was the final duel between Batman and the Joker, you know? Is this when Batman says, I've had enough, and I have to kill this person? Right, and it leaves that speech at the beginning that he gave him, like, we don't have to do this. Yeah. Like, one of us doesn't have to die over this. Like, it makes that an implied threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's almost like, it brings the, the beginning back towards the end with him saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's him saying, you're going to drive me to kill you. Yeah, please stop. And I'm almost at the end of my rope. <laughs> and nobody got time for that. And that's before he does all that yeah. messed up stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, so check this out. Okay, I'm reading on Wikipedia right now. Uh, the production is like 2011, so this is about like five years ago. Anyway, uh, it's like during a San Diego Comic Con, actor Mark Hamill, who wanted to quit playing the Joker at that time, stated that he would be willing to play the voice of the Joker for the adaptation of the Killing Joke, encouraging fans. I remember that. To That's when I first heard about that. Yeah, I remember that. That's when I first heard um, about that. And then he's and he said, uh, said wow, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Actually, like he's like he's like tweeted his fingers crossed, blah blah. blah. Um, and then he's like, he's like revealed that he added, uh, he added that the team had to add a lot more story for the film in order for the source novel not to be long enough for the feature length film. What was it? <laughs> I didn't hear it. Sorry. It was pretty much exactly. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much yeah. Uh, 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 feature length. Yeah. Uh, okay. he, had to, he had to add more. Um, gotcha. Yeah, and Tim said, and willing to produce an R-rated version of Killing Joke. But development of the film was slated after two weeks for doing to, after underperformance of the Watchmen. Underperformance mm. of the Watchmen. <laughs> I can see why they said that. Well, it's Alan Moore. Yeah. Was Watchmen R? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's yep. why they. I mean, yeah, they, they were mostly hesitant to do an R-rated comic book. Anything. Yeah, well, that Alan Moore sense. is gonna definitely. He's he's not gonna. He's gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. he's not gonna. He's not gonna short show. That and thank God for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Because now we're gonna get a lot more R-rated films because yeah. Deadpool is so successful. As much as that movie was, eh, for me. What do you mean, meh? All right, let's we're, not get on Deadpool. We can talk about that later. We'll talk about Deadpool. Um, I love so, Deadpool. I have a Deadpool costume in 
I love Deadpool as well, and I thought the movie was entertaining. It wasn't what I expected, that's all. No one expects Deadpool. Moving on. Moving on. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. But, uh, let's see, what else? What else happened? Oh, the... I mean, the, uh, what did you guys think of the actual ride itself that he takes uh, Jim Gordon and Batman on? I would say that that was the most underwhelming part of the whole thing. What? It wasn't bad. Whoa. It was great, Whoa. in fact, but Whoa. it was underwhelming. Whoa. It wasn't It wasn't as that creepy as I best. pictured it being. That was an amazing musical mm. number by Mark Hamill. And whoever, oh, yeah, that was great. Whoever, music was great, but the ride itself. Whoever made yeah. the music for that was incredible. Yeah. Like whoever did that, like and like and like like. I just felt like I, they like, could have pushed Gordon a little me, bit let me, further. Let me say a little bit about Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's voice, uh, him going from a normal human being, uh, normal quotation, of like a normal human being who wants to be a comedian, right? Yeah. And then going into the loony uh, like part, yeah. right? Like this, uh, he's he's able to transpose like where a normal person, like a sane person. Yeah. Which is, like goes from and into a uh, different person. So where he transforms into from when he goes from Jack whom he, whomever he was Jack. to Jack. the Joker. Right. They don't mention his name in the Killing Joke. Jack Napier. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was it? Tim Burton. Tim Burton's favorite, yeah. but like I said, they never actually explicitly mention the Joker's original but name. But also, in the comic. at the same time, too, they're like. Mentioning the fact that he fell into a vat of acid. Yeah. So. Well, it's been referenced in Tim Burton's films. Well, that was. The, I mean, how I was introduced uh, wasn't the Batman series or the cartoons or anything like that. It was the Tim Burton film, the 1989. Yeah. Tim well, film. congratulations. It's Batman not the comic Brothers. book, so it's Tim not exactly Brothers. canon. Uh, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Evan, but, but no, you're going to lose this well, argument no, no, every no, time. But, but was it Frank Miller that did the dark turn for Batman? Or no? Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. In the comics. Okay, so, so Frank Miller did the dark turn for Batman, in which case Tim Burton kind of harnessed that. But Bob Kane was already a pretty dark writer. I mean, yeah, for his yeah. time and era. He was about as dark as you could get. Like, in the 50s, like, a human bat character is kind of... He was, granted, he was supposed to be Catman right. first. <laughs> <laughs> kind of glad they took that turn. Um. Okay. Well, let's. Let, how about we talk about the backstory? What did you guys think about the backstory? Backstory. The Joker's. The Joker's origin story. Origin oh yeah, story. yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, okay. Well, uh, uh, let me. All right. Before before you say anything, um, let me let me go on to say my favorite character in the entire Batman series. Wait, hold on. The entire DC universe. Red Hood. Period. So Red Hood. Essentially, is Joker's previous uh, um, uh, anonymity I mean, character. So, <laughs> your favorite character is a Robin. Uh, uh, shut. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which they did the Red Hood really well in Gotham, the TV series. Yes. That whole Red Red Hood idea that was really yeah. cool. True, that was really cool. If you haven't seen that, it's really campy, but it's if you love the DC universe, especially the Gotham? story of Batman, I like. Really it is really a great backstory. It's really campy. It's on Fox, but it's the acting is kind of subpar too. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really Alan, selling you guys on this. But. 
I watched. I, I saw the Red Hood story arc. What they were trying to do with it. That was good. I, I, I enjoyed it, but but uh, I didn't really. I, I haven't really seen most of it. Now, with, so I'm reserving my opinion until I start the, watching uh, with it. The, with the Gotham series, do they uh, hold on to canon at all? They're kind of doing their own thing with it, but they are at the same time honoring some canon things. Like uh, they're really they're embellishing a lot on the Penguin story, sure. um, which kind of needs to be needs to be done. And uh, be they're doing it. That's probably the best. So the Danny DeVito one. That's <laughs> well, that's two totally different penguins. Yeah. But that is probably the best. It's like the story of Oswald Cobblepot. Like if you're not familiar with Gotham, it's like it's kind of like the Smallville of the Batman universe, but it's a lot yeah. darker and less like. Romantic, like there's there's very very few like romantic story arcs throughout, and the and the ones that are there have a tinge of, of villainy behind them, like his uh, Jim Gordon's wife Barbara, which is ironic that her name is Barbara <laughs> Barbara Jr. Well, they're they're not, it's not his wife. They're gonna get married in the beginning. Yeah, and she ends up going insane and killing her parents and becoming a villain. And now you're just like, wait a minute, how how are they ever gonna get together? And now he's like impregnated Lee Tompkins so to answer your canon question it's they're doing their own thing with it but they're keeping the characters there and leaving it open enough to where okay this is like 10-15 years before Batman really becomes yeah yeah it's while Bruce Wayne is still a kid right yeah so like and you're watching him kind of go through his thing but they're not really they're focusing on Jim Gordon which is really cool that's why yeah, I like the show yeah it's a really great it was show. more of a detective show and like more of what Batman was when it first started exactly detective exactly. comics yeah. Exactly. Which it's is like CSI with in, in Gotham, you know, it's pretty cool. Like yeah. the Riddler is a he's Enigma man. Oh my god, he's really I, seriously one of my favorite. My second favorite villain from it. the Batman universe is, is Edward Enigma. Yeah, he, he's when actually done right, he is too. man. Well, he's actually he's actually one of the most deadly characters. I would say in the Riddler Batman was my favorite villain if I couldn't put Red Hood into that category because mm. Riddler. He's, 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 more of a, he's an anti-hero. He's more like. Did you see the uh, the Bat in the Sun? Uh, yeah. Where yeah, where, where well, Red Hood fights Punisher and yeah. Punisher like stabs him. That's one. Of, that's my favorite one. <laughs> and, and it's a crossover. It, it is a crossover. Yeah. You're gonna say it oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah, back it's to Bat the, in the Sun. They do like they do like White White Ranger versus Ryu from. Back to what Alan uh, asked in the first place. We before we went off on this long tangent. Um, you I enjoyed <laughs> the Joker's backstory a lot. Um, I really enjoyed bringing the Red Hood in. That's how they all started. Um, I was I was a little disappointed when I don't know. I kind of I felt like his wife should have died after he fell into the vat and not before. I felt like he should have like really embraced. We should have been able to see him really embrace the Red Hood. Yeah. Whereas in the film, he's. Like, uh, my wife is dead. I don't even want to well, do this. And it's like, well, it's uh, like, Alex like said. yeah, I get it. He's having one bad day, but I feel like his day would have been so much worse if he well, fell Alex into the said. vat and then came home to his wife and found them dead. I think that would have yeah. been way more. That would have been the crack. Not just agree. falling into the vat, but his wife dying, I feel like, should have really. Yeah, like he said, no, that I wasn't agree. in the comic. That wasn't in the comic. So, like, that was something that they added. So they were just like. His wife dying just was not in the comic. No, no, no. His wife died in the comic. Yeah, but I mean, they were alluding to the fact that he was the Red Hood. Uh, no. In the comic, they played. Like, in, in the comic, it was literally what they did in the movie, where it was they they tricked 
him and were like, yeah, yeah, you're going to be like the most important dude, and then he's the fall guy because he's the Red Hood. And that's one of his big things, no is to do that to his yeah. underlings. <laughs> huh? That's one of his like main things, is he does that to his underlings. Yeah. I mean, the Dark Knight, that was like, I've yeah. never seen anything like that. It was just, what? Like, to have, you know, each member rub every other member out to where there's him left. Where well, each oh, guy is a fall film, guy. In the, in he, he, he employs that in the fact that... So he, yeah, that becomes him. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and then, like, just like you were saying, like, that crack, you know, like, that crack is something he tries to inflict on everyone. Especially Batman, but especially in this cartoon, Jim Gordon, you know, uh, or in this movie. Um, and I mean, Jim Gordon, like, it's just like you know, Batman is this this paragon against evil. Like, Jim Gordon's like almost like more celebrate, like able to be celebrated because he's a paragon of law and like order, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like what every cop should be, you know? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, well, and that's why I always respected Jim Gordon from the animated series, because yeah. he was oh, yeah. he, he was just the, the voice of reason, you know? Mm. When Batman would fly off the handle, it would always be like, it would always be Jim Gordon who would be right. like, dude, you need to calm down. I want it done by the book! Yeah. Which, again, I thought was a cheesy line. I thought, it was a cheesy, I thought it was a cheesy line in the comic, but... I thought they really could have pushed him harder. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the carnival yeah, scene. Definitely just, with you. He didn't really crack, you know. And now, it's not, he's not supposed to crack, but well, I that's feel the like thing. he should have cracked. The, picture, the pictures they showed and the colors they chose. Uh, Very bright. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They weren't right. The, they weren't right. And the animation style didn't follow the comic as well as it did. Like, the, the drawing style was very cracked and angular and sketchy and was it, it looked skewed it looked it, skewed it you know what i mean was it like was it crass or like because a lot of the comics that i read that um frank miller did mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them were, were very uh, dark yeah like he used a lot of grainy uh like it, it was very it was very clear but very very askew it, like, it was very askew yeah it was very like askew night? huh like haunted night yeah kind of I mean, it had its very own little twerk to it. And that carnival scene was... Like, they changed the pictures that he, that the Joker took of Barbara Gordon. I, I mean, some of these pictures were very disturbing. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was something that when you're reading the comic book, you're like, wow, that is not to the comic book code. You know? Like, it's not like they're showing the Joker, like, actively having sex with her, but it's like... Barbara Gordon very up close to her face crying um, a, her ripped blouse you know like all of the, the stuff that if you were in Jim Gordon's position going insane would look very appealing mm. instead they put it in a musical number well no there was Joker was doing the musical number too right you know because I mean, well, that was, well, that was like, a big part of the comic that's how they incorporated like that into the movie was like Jim Gordon like going insane with yeah. Right. But they went into depth in the comic. Well, no, just the pictures were a little bit more... Like disturbing? Piercing. Disturbing, piercing, you know. They, they, were, they were more... Just rapey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say better, but... Yeah. Maybe. It got the point across a little bit more. Um, and, and the lighting was much darker. And the... 
the carnies that he got looked much like it, but, you know, the details they added into it made them look just a little bit more, you know, eh, yeah. <laughs> True. Um, Wait, uh, okay, so, what did you think about the end? Like, I mean, alright, so when the end comes around, um... It didn't... That, like, I mean, the whole entire thing's called the killing joke. So the joke at the end... Um, it's not even a good joke. I mean, That's the not. funny it's thing like, to I me. Was, yeah. I was, like, I was, like, I'm, I'm like sitting here. I'm like, I, I listened to it. Like, I've watched this thing like three times. And when I was, I was, when I was, when I was, when I was, when I was watching it for a third time, like I was like, wait, hold on. I rewound it, and I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, is is that the actual joke? Like, is that the killing joke? Wait, because no, 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 no. Because there's no one dead. <laughs> There's no one died. I mean, is what, what what takes me apart from the entire thing is the fact that no one died. So the killing joke is no one died. See, that's why I prefer the comic because the name follows the ending. It's called the killing joke, so it's supposed to be. It, it alludes to the end of the Joker. Right. And at the end of the comic it looks like Batman is strangling the Joker. You know? And the Joker is laughing because he's finally getting his wish. He finally broke Batman. So, this, what story arc does Jason Todd die in? I thought that As, was also... Uh, under the, uh, no, it's uh, Death in the Family. Death in the Family. Oh, yeah. okay. For some yeah. reason, I thought that was also we, really good. We voted for that over <laughs> and over again. You voted for it? Oh, yeah. You were one of the ones? Oh, yeah. You got the I wanted 900 him. number. I wanted him, uh, yeah. Like, the one night, I did it multiple times. <laughs> I cheated. Jason Todd. <laughs> was, sorry. If I had to vote, well, if I had to vote. He was I'd better than Dick, I'll give you that. But no, no, I mean, like, what, what it went by, like, 54% or something? Like oh, that? yeah, it was a very small margin. Very small. Like, I preferred Jason Todd to Dick, you know, You know, if I could vote, I'd times. vote the same way because you get the red hood. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I voted it. And I was like, this story arc is going to be amazing. What? Well, I mean, but, that's like 15 years later. But back to, back to the ending, I'll say what I said before. In the comic, it made the beginning speech make sense. Because it was very much Batman almost threatening the Joker. Saying, if you keep going this route, I don't know what's going to happen. You know. well, he's, he, he says that too. What, what, yeah. what that, that in the beginning when, when they're in that scene yeah. like, where he visits him in prison, it sounds like an ex, angry ex girlfriend. You know, like, even, it's like, yeah, yeah. But I don't know how this is going to end. But, yeah. <laughs> the whole time I heard him telling the, kill, the, the killing joke, because it was about you know two inmates in an asylum escaping, and like, all I could think of was like, this is probably something he did. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't the guy, like, you know, he's like, hold the ladder, yada, yada, yada. I, I, I'm pretty sure that that other person did die. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and but I think that actually harkens back to his failing community uh, comedian days. You know, that's probably a joke he if told on stage. Happened. Yeah, if they actually happened, because in the comic it alludes to those being delusions. You know, you don't know if it's a memory or him playing tricks on himself. Right. You wonder how I got these Which, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you're saying that, and this is this there is was much more nuance in the comic I'm, compared to the right. movie. So, so what I'm gathering from the entire thing, and in which case, like I flipped through the comic book, which case I never do. You need to read it. I need to. <laughs> I need to. But like what what I'm what I'm understanding is that 
the film itself dictates that the this is canon at this point. Like this is this is pretty much how everything happened. No, I view it as the animated series, as in it's that's their interpretation of canon. So because the like, story's already been told. Right. You're not going to get rid of the comic book just because uh, you made a movie of it. <laughs> so, um, before we conclude and give our ratings, uh, does everybody have a favorite scene? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Go first. I got, uh, well, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, Mark Hamill, one of the greatest, greatest voice actors of all time. Yeah. Um, if you're going to put the Joker... In anything, put Mark Hamill. Well, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was the musical scene, the musical number, and um, the, like all the odd uh, big screen TVs that mm. Commissioner Gordon's going through. Like Barbara, yeah. Barbara. <laughs> like that was my favorite part because like he, it's it's like it's like at uh, at the end of the musical <clears throat> number, it's like he's like Barbara mm. screaming at the end, and you can actually feel the tension. Yeah. And it's, and it's palpable. Like, it's just like, it's, it's, yeah, I thought that was the best part. Dutch, what was your favorite? Well, to be honest, the part where Jim Gordon tells Batman to do it by the books, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he's not going to listen to him. Kind of pulls out your heartstrings a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Which part? Yeah. That one part. What, I mean, like, right when Batman part, shows up, right when Batman shows up to the carnival. Well, there's oh. this one part where he, like, punched this one guy and, like, swung around and, like, elbowed this other dude. And, like, what, like, that was the entire... Cool. Um, my favorite scene and uh, it's the scene that I think just translated over well very very well from the comic book to the movie was uh, right when the Joker drops into the bat and comes out on the Gotham River and he comes out and he's wearing the red hood still and he's like ah my skin's burning what's going on and he takes it off and then just puts out that that's Insane actually cackle. Mm. Yeah, just that 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 bone chilling insane cackle. The first laugh. The first, laugh, the first you know? laugh. Yeah, the uh, first guffaw. Yeah, that was really great. Yeah, I think my favorite scene. I definitely know my favorite scene is when Batman shows up at the carnival. It's after we kind of just went in order here, but yeah. it's after um, Gordon tells him to do it by the books. Joker kind of lures him into that room and everything is on the ceiling. Yeah. Like, everything's upside down. So there's like a coffee table or a dining room table and some chairs and like all the dishes are like glued to the yeah. cabinets. It's all upside down. Just, and the Joker just comes from behind him and starts beating the crap out of him. Just grabbing and just ripping pieces of furniture off the ceiling. Which just yeah. looks like the floor. Oh my god. There was just something about that, that was, made me just go, wow, I love... This is... A, I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, I love this movie. Yeah. And... That's just seeing Bat, seeing the Joker beat the crap out of Batman is just one of my favorite things. Well, it's very movie. vilifying yeah. because but you see it the opposite room, way. It's upside down. Yeah. It's just completely insane. Man. Yeah. Just, well, the and, whole entire even, I think the entire thing, and uh, this is just my synopsis of the movie, is I think that this I think that this entire thing was the story of the Joker, mm-hmm. and which is the antagonist. Which is the main antagonist of Batman. Yeah. Period. Um, uh, I mean, you could throw Penguin, Riddler, which, you know, like, all of them, great characters. I mean, DC gets it, like, as far as antagonists go. Villains, like, they get it. Yeah. Um, Marvel Comics uh, Well, Batman, Batman. 
Marvel Absolutely Comics is more the it. protagonist. Like, like all these characters that Marvel Comics pumps out are all heroes. Yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, thus, the Avengers movie, the last one that came out, oh, it was uh, Captain America, sorry, uh, the Captain America Civil War movie, nothing but them fighting each other, mm-hmm. like, protagonists fighting each other. Yeah. Like, who was the, who, I don't even remember who the villain was. Zemo. Zemo. Baron Zemo, which, lackluster. Uh, <laughs> like, he didn't even wear the purple outfit. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one when we get anyway, to it. But, yeah, but DC gets it, like, as far as villains go, and, uh, like, it was the story of the Joker. Yeah. And, uh, like, like you said, like, the killing joke, there is no death of the Joker in, in the film. Yeah. It alludes to that in the graphic novel, but... What do you think I am crazy? You're just going to shut it off when I'm halfway across. I love the joke. I know it's corny. Yeah. <laughs> like, but Kevin Conroy's like... Oh, oh, oh. Batman's laugh was creepier than the Joker's laugh. It really was. was. Yeah, it was oh, kind goodness. of like was gut-wrenching. Yeah. Oh, what well, I mean, is happening? Maybe that's, maybe that's the joke at the end, is the fact that he finally made him crap. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what they wanted to... to That's an open-ended movie. <laughs> yeah, what's the... Uh, well, the, I, I think the whole thing's open-ended. What's the Dutch synopsis... 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 Well, I... You know... Having having played the Arkham series... This is my only base of opinion. I... I definitely really appreciate that paradigm is whereas... Every single other villain in Batman's life is is performing their endeavors to the end of their own benefit, whereas the Joker is doing it to others' detriment. He's not self-serving. He's just a genius that that had you know one bad day or whatever you know. So the the fact that they showed that, the fact that they showed like a real Batman, you know, like a real human. Not, 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 par- not Paragon. He wasn't a Paragon. He was, he was, he laughed at the end. You know what I mean? He should not yeah. have been laughing. Right. Right. Um, the fact that, the fact that, yeah, like Joker, went just like that, that moment, like you said, when he was went from sobbing to laughing. You know what I mean? Where like, yeah. Just, well, it shows that they're both humans. They're both right. just human. And so, I, I don't know. I, I thought all around it was great. That one part where he punched that one dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Alright, Alan, what's your synopsis? Synopsis. Uh, honestly, as much as I harped on the beginning, I do think it serves the movie very well. Um, the, the plot arcs, arcs, because there were multiple stories in this movie, were amazing. The, story, the character developments were deep and moving and through the backstory of the Joker because as Evan said this is the story of the Joker you know, this is how he came to be and how he comes to possibly end um, the honestly you feel for him you know they make you feel for a psychopathic killer clown yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least you get like a backstory yeah you get a small backstory which people had never gotten right. before this this story but you don't really get a backstory for the Penguin. You know, no. Or Riddler, unless you watch the Batman. That's kind of, but that's sort of the appeal of, of all of these characters. 
because you want they come out of nowhere. Because the villains are well, the best you, part. To a degree, I don't really want a backstory for my villains because I think it's. I mean, it's, you get Batman's. Backstory. Well, it, it's scarier. It's scarier when you don't know the backstory of a character. Because you don't know what motivates them. You don't they played on that in the movie. Yeah. Oh, they, you don't yeah. know what motivates them. You, and that's why the Joker is so quintessentially evil. Right. Because he's unpredictable. You never know what he wants, what he needs, what... like, And, and that creates no Achilles heel. Exactly. You know? Well, it, it, it also, also at the same time, too, if you, if you look at the fact that, you know, there are multiple... I mean, like, there are, like, there are so many... So, There's so many like sociopaths like in this world, like to get a legit psychopath. That's a joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from start to finish, I was extremely compelled, and I was, you know, every one of the characters in the movie played their played their role very well. Even Bullock. Oh yeah. Like even Bullock, you were like. Dude, like Bullock isn't well, just the idiot anymore. Yeah, who said, who said Bullock definitely was battle like, hardened? Was yeah. it you or you that said Bullock was lackluster in his deal? Like uh, you guys were like, you guys were like, oh, oh. In the animated yeah. series, he was always kind of lackluster. Yeah. Well, He's always just kind of there. Okay. You know, like, but in this one, they you can tell like he's grown in the years that have passed since then. Who plays him? Who plays him in? I, don't I really like that the actor. actor's name. But I love he, that actor. He does a great job as Bullock. They kind of the writing for Bullock in Gotham is a little eh. like sometimes they just go in these weird directions with him. But That's they all, cool he always they comes back around, around and his acting prevails through. Like he's definitely the best. Has the best performance acting performance on the show. Him and the guy who plays Oswald Cobblepot. That guy's amazing too. Really. So you get like a penguin backstory. Oh yeah, dude, it's great. I mean, if it, just watch it for that. To be honest, it's <laughs> just for the villain, villains' backstories. Because it's mostly it's like, penguins and riddlers, man. They're doing a really good. And job not to make this a podcast about the, you know, the villains. I mean, Gotham is essentially the story of Mr. Bork. I mean, and this is a uh, villainous settlement, so that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pretty much covered everything I wanted to say about the movie. Um, I guess uh, on a on like just to keep the rating sim- system simple this time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna do like five stars, I would uh, I'd give that a four and a half stars, man. Uh, absolutely great. There was some underwhelming yeah. things um, that I expected a little more from the film, but they definitely made up for it in other things that I was not expecting, such as the the you know first half of the movie. I was just I was really confused the whole time, but it was worth it. Yeah. Once we got past it, it was like. Yeah, I'm really glad that they put that in there. Yeah. Um, the ending, I'm all about endings, and that's why it doesn't give, doesn't, I'm not going to give it five stars because that ending, like, like Alan really touched on, it's like, okay, what? Wait, was I, that I four get and a half? The, four and a half stars. Oh, out of five. five. Yeah. And it just, uh, he just didn't conclude the way that I felt it should have. Yeah. You know, there should have been a little bit. Yeah, at least him so like, like cuffing him and taking him to jail or something, you mm-hmm. know, like and nobody died. Like that that's another thing. Yeah. You know, like we know like Civil War. Nobody died. Exactly. It's like all right. Uh, so four and a half four and a half stars out of five. Dutch. It was so Batman. So Batman? So Batman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rate it? Four stars definitely. Yeah, out of five? Yeah, nothing's perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, I'm gonna give it five 
desk tops out of seven. Not good. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the side, like, you can change the desktop at any time that you want, but mm -hmm. it's always got to be pretty good. <laughs> Uh, and, and I'll give it a 4.25 out of 5, you know, it, like, I, I agree with Tristan on, on the ending, it, it, it just, give us something that, you can leave it open-ended, open, open ended, but lead us a little bit, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm personally not all about endings, I'm more about the meat. You know, was right. was the middle of it the chunk of the story? Yeah, was was that done well? And that was it was done extremely well yeah, from well, beginning well, to end. Oh yeah, that was great. We but, definitely spoiled just about everything in the movie except for the after credit scene. So we'll leave that. Yeah, we'll leave podcast. that for you. Well, we'll oh, but you. there isn't. Uh, it's not. It's not an after credits. It's a mid credit scene. So yeah, stick around for that. Like after. the same thing at the end of uh, Ant Man. Yeah, we won't spoil it. We're not going to spoil <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but stick around for it. Um, we just want to thank everyone for listening, and uh, you know, the, uh, for the most part, um, check out what's going on with our Facebook page, uh, Twitter page uh, at Cinema Villain. Uh, check out what's uh, going on with us on Tumblr too. Yeah, and we're gonna have some YouTube stuff going up. Uh, definitely subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Uh, that's where you're gonna get everything. Uh, if you gotta uh, download iTunes or Google Play, we're we're on there too. Check us out on Villainous Tinder. Cinema. <laughs> Uh, Christian Mingle, Swipe we're there. Right. Christian Swipe Mingle, Farmers Only, Fet Life, check us out. Um, <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, and uh, what is this guy doing? Uh, and if you have nothing to do this week, you can catch us at many of the open mics around town. Uh, Sunday at Coffee Culture, hosted by Tristan Harvey. Great mic, show up by six thirty. Uh, let's see. Mondays are the Tabernacle of Hedonism at Mod Sidecar, hosted by the ever-amazing Joker of Gainesville, Tom Miller. Uh, Tuesdays are Market Street Pub, hosted by one of your many talented comedians in town. Uh, catch that show, it's amazing. Uh, Wednesday, The Variety, hosted by yours truly at the Hardback Cafe. And uh, that's it. Peace. <laughs> hey guys. Cut. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs>